Sports Joe presents House of Rugby. Together with Heineken. Get the facts. Be drink aware. Visit drinkaware.ie. Happy Monday and welcome to this week's edition of House of Rugby with thanks to Heineken. My name is Lindsay Pete and I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by Joe Editor Pat McCarry to my left and the absolute legend that is Shane Byrne to my right. Um, on this week's episode we will be looking at Ireland's four wins from four and their qualification for the quarter final finals against the small challenge that is New Zealand. But lads, what's your thoughts after that weekend? Yeah, kind of um, buzzing. Like it was... I wasn't that worried. Like myself and Darren Caves did the show last week, and we we weren't that worried. We we're trying to be as nice as possible to Scotland while also saying Ireland aren't really going to be bothered too much at all. And but even I couldn't have predicted how much of a walk in the park it was against them. They they were so good. Like and and then the fact that nearly everything that gets thrown to this Ireland team in the last two or three years, like even if somebody had said to you that the second half will have Gibson Park on one wing and Ringrose on the other, and you know it'll still be over after forty five minutes, like you'd be so surprised. Like so. Yeah, confidence is high f- from on this side of the table. Anyway, heading into the weekend. Yeah, Shane, potential banana skin prior to going in, usually with Scotland. But uh, no, I, there was nothing I had seen running into it that would make me think that there, there was. If I, I suppose, look at it this way: for for things to go well for Scotland, things had to go bad for mm. Ireland, and there was no signal from the Irish camp that anybody was taking this other than really seriously. And as long as that was happening, I was happy. That uh, we were we were just a better team. Now look, I didn't expect it to go as well as it did in that time frame mm. of the game. They just absolutely lashed into him. But if you look at the stats, which I see online, the Kiwis are trying to make a, a bit of the 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 Scots had huge yardage gained, and Ireland made a lot more tackles than they did. Yeah, tackle count was very high. Yeah, was very it 180? High. Yeah, Am I right no, it was more. It was 200 yeah, something. I think, like I think there was sat towards the end again, 181 but, tackles. Yeah, but the but that's you know Ireland are very comfortable without the ball mm. as well, and that's key to it. Like we've we've just created this team that is very hard to beat. Is the best way I think to to describe it. It's not so much that they go out and they wipe sides out mm. or they're totally dominant. It's just they're extremely hard to beat. And that 18 phases, I think it was, where Scotland were literally on our line, mm. was one of, like, the minute they, they didn't score there, the game was kind of over. You know what I mean? If they didn't get a chance to come in and, and to, to get that score, to get the scoreboard moving for them, I thought, listen, no matter what you throw at Ireland now, mm. they're going to be able to handle it. And you've been there, like myself, to, mm-hmm. to defend your line constantly for 18 phases like it, yeah. it's so hard because you get so low you can't have any gaps between yeah. you you're nearly like Dublin you're nearly like bricks of a wall yeah. so for anyone who hasn't played the game it's testament to this Irish team in the endeavour and the application and it's it's not easy because you could easily just give away a try especially when you're so far ahead but yeah. would you say Pat that's probably the most complete performance that first half performance so far at the tournament for Ireland yeah yeah oh, did, everything just clicked and, and, and like a lot of the plans went so well, and like they just wasn't a sixty-two. I think their fastest ever World Cup try, like and like nearly every half was it? Yeah, <laughs> just over yeah. a minute, 60, yeah. sixty-two seconds. 62 yeah, seconds, so like everything that they'd planned came out well, and and like all of a sudden everyone's worried about Bundyaki and Ringrose. All of a sudden comes to the party and starts ripping through the Scots as well, and everything went through him then in a way, and so like they have everything figured out, and yeah, they just kind of just played them so perfectly, mm-hmm. like and. Um, yeah, the, the yeah, I was kind of joking there at, at halftime, saying that Ireland would ease up and then let Scotland get their four tries and really put the <laughs> South Africans under pressure watching at home. Like, but yeah. Um, but yeah, they they kind of um, all the big Scottish players as well didn't really stand up as well, and they they had their homework done on them. Finn Russell didn't do too much. 
Yeah, like line out, and line out defense was excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wasn't that's, it? That's pure that's been, research. Yeah, yeah. the know, homework was see. good. Yeah. yeah, the set piece was good. Yeah, um, how filthy though was Gary Ringrose's? Just you know, just to really rub it in <laughs> oh, their yeah. face, just that little you know soccer style. Yeah, um, and it's a team with confidence. So he stood out for me on Saturday. I thought he was excellent, and I don't know why he doesn't get the praise that yeah. he should get. He's an absolutely incredible player. His physicality has really upped in the in the last few years. I feel, and um, you know his skill set is is outrageous. Well, his little dummy for the the yeah. first try was key, and his key little moments. But he stood out. Anyone else stand out for you? How will you have to mention Omani, Don't you? Like he was superb, right in the thick of it. Had nothing to do with the fight yeah. at the start, and just made <laughs> sure he got into it, which yeah. was fantastic. <laughs> But like, look, that's that's what he does, and to, to be a centurion now is well deserved. Mm. It was it was brilliant. Like, there's there's so many of the other guys. Like, obviously, you have to mention Johnny and the way he played and the way he pulled the strings for the team. You know, the ability to make his decision. He always has options when he hits the line, but he's so flat. He's an absolute nightmare for defense yeah. because you you literally you don't know what he's going to do until the last second, and he's not looking at his other people. He's looking at you waiting for you to make your decision. Mm. And the minute you make a decision, he makes the opposite pass. And it's just fabulous to see. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about Lindsay? What about for you? Anyone else that's jumped off the, the page? Um, Caelan Doris, for me, had been quiet at the start of the tournament. Like, he was very, very quiet in the first time, but he was immense in some of his turnovers now at the start of the game. His tackle count, uh, the same thing. Oh, jeez, I think he'd over, you know, he was in double fingers. 22, yeah. I think. Same with Josh Randolph, a lot of people. And look, when you play the game, sometimes players are quiet by mm. standards because they're not on the ball. But I mean, Van Der Fleer again was in work. double figures. Yeah. Um, you know, the same with Andrew Porter. I must give a shout out to the loose heads yeah. because the amount of work that man gets He's through fantastic. is absolutely phenomenal for a set piece, for a line out, for a tackling. And then they're, they're just to me, look, there's been lots of chat about, you know, not jinxing us, but there is something different about mm. this team and I was at an event this morning in the Aviva and I just saw a glimpse of the pitch and I got goosebumps and I was like I can't lose the run of myself here because I've done it as a player and I'm like oh please don't jinx it but look we talk about you know Gary Ringrose just having that little deft touch on a you know you know in the kick receipt mm. and you're like right this is a team enjoying their rugby mm. they're confident 18 phases on their line they're not afraid of hard work they're not afraid to be confident without the ball and I just think there's something different I do think though you know yourself playing with a 10 what makes you know this question brandished around what's the difference with a world class 10 Pio Manny when Johnny put him through he waited and waited and the Scottish yep. uh, defender I can't remember who it was had to come, Hugh Jones maybe, had to come out of the line and next of all, O'Mahony, again, had to make, you have to make those runs, you may not get the ball and then he's making game line. So every time they're confident in what decision they make and they seem to be all on the same page. Yeah. And O'Mahony for me, do you know what, he brought tears to my eyes because he's so humble and thanked, he just thanked the group for making that week so special Mm -hmm. and he said, I thought I'd be nervous but I actually loved it and those are moments that stand out in your history of your journey as you know yourself with Mm -hmm. your career and, I think it's just something different with this team. But Listen, the whole challenge for what Andy Farrell had to do with this team is we already knew they're an amazing team. Mm-hmm. We, already, we already know they're a fantastic squad, massively skilled, fit enough, everything that needed. The thing that he had to get right for this World Cup was the mindset. Mm. They had to go out with a different mindset than we've ever done before. Mm-hmm. In the World Cup, because like we all know the quarterfinal hoodoo. Look, that's that's you've there. been there. Yes, I have <laughs> twice. Yes, thank you. 
And uh, it's it's something that is real. You know, like how often do you go into a World Cup number one seed in the world and nobody really saying you're kind of mentioned ah, mm. they might do mm. well, they might get to the final or whatever. That's because of the hoodoo is real. Like it's something. Yeah. So I think Farrell has done a superb job in getting their mindset. And these guys are ruthless. Uh, Tyg Byrne, in his interview after the Tongan game, he just let it slip that he did. Now they all say it now, but it's knockout rugby from now on. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so relevant. Mm. I think that's the exact way they've treated each of these games going forward. And like, as we said, we've mentioned it, the, the defence on the line. Defence on the line is pride. You have to just be in a different mindset for that. And like for them to do that, that was just, you know, every box that you ask them to tick, they do tick. And yeah. it's, it's great to see. They're relentless, aren't they, Pat? They are yeah. relentless. That was, they didn't let up at all, did they? Like they, um, yeah, well, it was like bonus points. Like were like mm-hmm. sewn up by half time, and, mm-hmm. and then they kept going. And then they, they'd probably be uh, like, you know, like they, they went out immediately after the break and you're kind of, are they going to ease up now? And, but yeah, they had it wrapped up after 45 minutes. They could take Sexton off. Then they put on five forwards and we're all trying to think here, like, what's the, is there an Irish version of a bomb squad? Like, where they all came <laughs> on at once? Or, yeah. Uh, and yeah, and but they just kept going and then the other lads come on. like that's, And then the way they just seemed to be able to slot in there, like like mm-hmm. McCloskey slotted in and mm-hmm. no big errors. Like he did everything, like he didn't, wasn't spectacular now, but he did everything that was asked of him, carried well. And you just, you almost wouldn't notice any of the changes they've made, like, you know, Ring Rose swapping out to, to go in the wing then as well. and Isn't it gas? Whatever it is against Scotland, same in the Six Nations. Loads of injuries yeah, yeah. and guys have to change mm. different positions. And seamlessly. Yeah, there was an interesting one. I saw ITV kind of highlighted at the end. It was like Gibson Park on the wing and the way he ran from one side of the pitch to the other yeah. just it's to assist great, the Sheehan. Yeah, was outrageous yeah, in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's, he's full of energy, isn't he? He's yeah. full of endeavour. Another man who's playing with great confidence. Yeah, yeah. Like So that's it. And they just kind of, um, yeah, everybody would have thought, like, you know, that's it. It's, it must have been funny to be in the Irish camp this week because everyone was asking questions about permutations and what mm-hmm. about this and eight points and four tries and... Yeah, I'd love to know what they were saying themselves. And, and the way Peter Mahoney even came out at the end and was like, oh, he'd heard exactly what was said about them. Yeah, and yeah that was they, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that didn't happen now, did it? <laughs> yeah, they no. said they figured us out. And um, and then the poor Scots kind of going like, well, we have to talk ourselves up a little bit. Like, you know, and it's almost like we're in the position of being the All Blacks playing against Ireland back yeah. in the day where mm. we just look at them and go, you don't have any stats to back up your, your talk here. Like, so, um, but yeah, and they just, they didn't give them any hope at all. And they snuffed it out. And yeah, relentless kind of really sums it up. Isn't it? And I think I think it's even better that uh, we did let in the couple of tries at the end because Andy Farrell won't be happy about that, and it's a, another little focuser. Yeah, one from wasn't the, the perfect well, yeah. wasn't the perfect uh, game, so we need to concentrate. Don't take anything easy going into this week. No, and especially when he was previously the defence coach, and I believe you know he's you know he's yeah. a good man, he's good crack, but when it comes to detail and you know having your your level of acceptable standards, I don't think he'd be happy. And especially no. I heard a couple of stories where he's ruthless in his feedback. Yeah. Um, but speaking of relentless, and I suppose something different, Pio Manny, we must give him a few. We'll give him a few minutes. A centurion. Yeah. yeah. Is there more another fifty caps in this guy? Like he is playing some of the best rugby. We spoke about him on the on the show last year. Yeah. I said, and I'll still say it again. He'd fight like myself with a pillowcase. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it seems to be that that has like trickle down into the squad there's a confidence in them there's a huge camaraderie and yeah yeah it's funny I was watching the, 
the game with my daughter, whose birthday it is today as well. Happy birthday, birthday. daughter. <laughs> Which one of your three? <laughs> Happy birthday, Caitlin. So she was watching the game with me there at the weekend and she looked at Sexton and O'Mahony and you know the grey flex. Thanks. And she says like, they're old, aren't they? Like, and But like, they might look old in the anthems, but when they play the game, they don't look old at all. It's almost like they've been, like, it's taken five years off them. Like, they've, re- like, rejuvenated themselves. And, uh, like, yeah, like, O'Mahony is kind of, uh, you know, even back in the, like, they just seem to be, the squad is the fittest I think I've ever seen mm-hmm. them. Like, oh, yeah. You know, like, and I know there's someone who were huffing and puffing near the end of the game as well. Like, but, yeah, they all just kind of look so great. And I, I saw, I remember, like, O'Mahony, you know, he gets emotional for nearly every <laughs> anthem. So, but I did see him, like, being particularly emotional. And, and he looked like he was kind of wiping tears away when he played at the Aviva in the final game before they went to the World Cup. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking in my head, like, he's 34. Like, is, is this going to be his final? Could he hang up the boots after the World Cup as well? There's been no talk of it. But, like, could he? Like, would he stay on in that squad? And, and now I'm starting to think he could. Like, you know, like, whereas I might have thought after World Cup they might just change the guard and bring in, like, Scott Penny's now Leinster captain and, you know, like, fr- yeah. bring in fresh bodies. Like, you know, but I don't know. He could hang around for another couple of years. Like, he, like he'd be Sexton's age at the next World Cup. So, like, maybe that's a, a stretch. Like, but I don't know. Nothing would kind of put you put it. Like, he'd be out there, maybe just come off the bench and rough people up for the last 20 minutes or something like that in, in 2027. Well, I mean, the lad spoke all week about his leadership style mm. and not seeing the real P.O. Mahoney. Have you had experience playing with him? Would you know him that? In yeah, tensely? not not as not usually well, obviously, because I'm unfortunately very old. <laughs> and, uh, um, but listen, he's looked old for years, yeah, for the yeah. last 10 years. <laughs> and he's just, he's assumed that older man's role as a leader, spiritual leader, on and off the park, yeah. whatever way you want mm-hmm. to put it. And the players really look up to him, and he's essential to the ebb and flow of that team. And like the way they talk about him, they they you know we all see they've even addressed like we all see the the grumpy serious guy yeah. on the pitch, which he's brilliant at. But they say he's not like that. He, yeah, yeah, he keeps all you know. He says the right thing at mm-hmm. the right time, and that comes with experience. To me, players of that look, we're all unfortunate enough that the mid thirties. You know the bodies do t- do tend to slow down a bit, but the experience level can't be replaced. And as long mm. as he can stay up there with his fitness, no injuries, his experience is is um, invaluable. And, yeah. and that's the key to it. Because as as a lineup operator, as as um, you know, just being able to be at the right place at the right time mm. and to say the right things to the opposition at the right time, like he does, <laughs> I think he's he's fantastic for the team. Well, listen, telling Sam Kane that you're a shit Richie McCaw is like <laughs> priceless. Genius. You know, I have to give that in. That and is like, just genius. <laughs> yeah, I've been on the receiving end of that and you just psychologically go. You're like, I'm just going to... You make it personal then. Yeah, and I think yeah. he is essential to that. I think you're right. Yeah. And look, let's be honest, we have world-class back row mm-hmm. and he's still getting in there yeah. at, at, at early 30s, coming up to mid-30s. And I think it's testament to the man he is and obviously how essential he is. I also feel he's like a spiritual animal of, of, of Andy Farrell. I watched Andy Farrell when I was <laughs> only a nipper when he was playing rugby league and he was absolutely she ruthless with him in Saracens, yeah yeah so i think he he kind of encapsulates that as a player and i think that's essential and i think there's fabulous personalities that all shine through and kind of collectively make this successful jigsaw piece but i think it brings us nicely into the tempers and injuries and what do you think of um schumann throwing sheen <laughs> over the the billboards well do you know something that was you know that was a deliberate ploy I guarantee yes to just try to upset the rhythm of Ireland yeah yeah they would have have been instructed just pick any reason just start a fight 
mm. and just to see if they could get in into the Irish mindset. But sure, then you have Peter O'Mahony laughing at him in the middle of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It mm. just, it absolutely backfired on them completely. Uh, I, I think it's all handbags of dawn. I don't think there's yeah. much to it. You know, everyone's, ooh, I was very <laughs> dangerous. Like the, the guys are okay. You know what I mean? And would you think, well, do you know what? It was kind of more so from a front row. You know, I was like, geez, if he lands on his neck now, that's not good for any front row unit. <laughs> so kind of the, the front row of me was like, ah, that wasn't cool. Like throwing him over a, a hoarding considering yeah, it could no, have been. He should know better. Yeah. 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 Like it's just a bit excessive. Like, yeah. Tussle, like the fighting has gone out of it now. You can't. You yeah, can't throw yeah. the punches. But you can you can have a good old tussle. But like that was just a bit daft. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it probably, nice point that Shane's <laughs> brought up, but the, do you think then they did pinpoint Johnny Sexton it mm. wasn't cool I was like that's just yes, you know, like, that's yeah, yeah, not yeah. cool now tripping him do you think going forward knockout rugby are they going to start targeting Johnny Sexton Is it, are we going to see late hits against the All Blacks if we get through to Wales if we you know go to a final these are all scenarios is he going to be because really let's be honest he, he probably is one key person and player we can't really afford to lose we do have Crowley we do have Ross Byrne they're mm-hmm. absolutely well able for the job but there's something just a little bit special so do you think he's going to be a target yeah yeah like the it's almost like we, ha- we it's we haven't seen unless he's a re- completely reformed character we haven't seen the real Johnny Sexton in this World Cup because he's super nice he's kind of <laughs> yeah, he's, he's having calm. all these yeah <laughs> he's having these like you know really kind of measured conversations with the ref and uh, he's doing a lot of smiling as well like so unless he has kind of Went and did a course for himself over the summer, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, the, and then you could see the little trip, and the, you know, like, and he turned around and reacted, and they didn't do anything mad, like, but uh, yeah, and the other players will be kind of, as you said, like O'Mahony or Caelan Doris, or I think Sheehan and, and Porter were quick in, but like they'll be on the lookout as well to protect them then, or mm-hmm. get like we'll we'll show our bodies in the way as well, like so. Um, but yeah, the, the Kiwis will be at it, like you know, like they they have Feek, they have Schmitz, kind of they they'll know about him as well. They'll just be kind of maybe holding them into rooks or. Yeah kind of, yeah, late shot or kind of charging through or blocking him or something. So expect to see a bit more. That's just that Scotland couldn't really get their hands on Ireland, really. Like So the All Blacks might turn it into a bit more of a fight if they can. And uh, it'll be very interesting. Like both sides, I can kind of see doing a lot of playing mm. without the ball, won't they? Like, oh, and there's, there's no doubt. Yeah. Like New Zealand, you got to remember, New Zealand were the masters at twisting the rules. And, <laughs> Living and on the edge. Yeah, and, and doing things that you shouldn't, you know, but still getting away with it. And... Mm. Like they're absolute masters, and that is still within the game. And they know that mm. Johnny is essentially, uh, you know, he's he's so important to our attack. He's not the only part. He won't fall apart. The yeah. other guys can do it, but they're they're not Johnny Sexton. That's just the fact of it. Yeah. So they will do what they can to upset him. And, and yeah, you wouldn't be surprised to see some, they might deliberately give away a few penalties just to do it. But... Is this something then we need to see from Ireland to do back to the All Blacks and play them at their own game? Because I do feel there's an extra bite to Ireland. So is that something we might see in their own game? We don't need to do it. Like, we just need to continue doing what we're doing. Mm. Like, the the I think we've already hurt them enough. Like, the aura around the All Blacks is gone. Mm. And we were the team that started that breakdown of that, of, of that yeah. aura. You know, the, doing what we did, you know, over the couple of years. Like, there's, there's kids on that team now that have played New Zealand four or five times and nearly and have never lost yeah, was it yeah. four times and never lost yeah. like I've played them seven eight times and I lost every <laughs> flipping time yeah. Shane's you still know. had PTSD <laughs> yeah, with yeah, yeah, <laughs> but like but that's that's a fact and like you all the Irish team need to do is just to keep that mindset and just stick to the game plan because to me any winning and losing of any game Ireland are on such a level now that it's up 
to them. Mm-hmm. And if Ireland can concentrate in their own game and not get upset with someone else's game, what other people are trying to do against them, I think they'll go a long way. And that's the thing. Like, the best way I could say after that South African game is, uh, like, yeah, we, we're far from the perfect performance, but no other team in the World Cup would have stopped mm-hmm. South Africa winning that game. True. No other team. Because South Africa had absolutely purple patch moments in that yeah. game. Mm. And they were held out. You know, it was just absolutely outrageous, the effort. But that's the calmness that seems to be in this team. They never panic. They fix things on the run, on the on the pitch, which is brilliant to see. Yeah. And that's exactly what you need. And so that whenever they come across in New Zealand, whatever New Zealand try, it's just calmly deal with it, move on, and then go back to inflicting your game oh, on man. them. You you were saying, Shane, that um, that you played with Farrell, didn't you, at, at Saracens? What was yeah. he like as a character back then? Like, did you ever think he'd go into management or anything like oh, that? No doubt, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He it, it, everything was just absolute with him. You know, if he was doing this, it was a thousand percent. He was doing this. You know, his biggest problem, like he 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 couldn't settle. He had a couple of bad injuries, real freaky injuries that uh, really never let him settle. But they didn't know where to play him. You know, yeah. he was big enough and physical enough to be in the back row, but that's you know he would have had a lot more to learn. So he ended. It took a while, and he ended Played up in, in the, the center. center yeah. yeah, he ended up in the center. But uh, yeah, you could. His dedication was was just you know there was no in between. As I say, it was just if if this is the skill set he had to have, and it was something he didn't have, he would do whatever it took to get it on board. And that's the mindset he's taken into his coaching. Is that like there's no. Kind of, we'll kind of, we'll just address this a little mm. bit, and then we'll move on. It's this little tiny thing; you do it till it's perfect, to absolute perfection. Okay, yeah, yeah. and then you move on. But that's one side of. Uh, I am fascinated, and I think we spoke about this last year as well, Pat. I'm fascinated about the the extra for me with Andy Farrell is, is the personability. Like he seems so personable. Like he's. He's playing every phase with them. He seems they're always smiling. They're hugging. So what's Andy Farrell like as the person to play with? But there's yeah, he's a, he's a messer. He's <laughs> he's a good like he he's a great sense of humor. He's good fun. You know what I mean? So like he would be part of it. Mm. But there's an aura around the man as well. Is that like when he's serious, the room is serious. You know, and that's just the way it is. Is that you know when he's up there talking, everyone's listening. Like he's an imposing enough character. Mm. So like he's not he's not up there being a shrinking violet and mm. maybe and ifs he's there telling it and he, and you know that if he had the opportunity he'd bloody do it as well. Yeah. So you know and that's part of it is that it's the aura of the man is that he's kind of going right. I want to bring his on this way and it's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard, but you know I'll do what it needs and everybody's bought into it. And with the leaders that we have, the Sextons, uh, the Ryan's, you know, the mm. O'Mahony's that, you know. They're leading the charge right behind them, and and it's that's what this team needs. It's mm-hmm. just to believe because winning and losing it for any game in Ireland now is is up to them. As I said earlier on, that that is a fact because yeah. we can beat Anybody. whatever's put in front of us. Yeah, so that would probably be nice to put the pressure back on Pat. Uh, <laughs> if you're New Zealand and you're Joe Smith and you're thinking, <laughs> where's the little chink in this Irish armor? What's their game plan? Like, how are New Zealand going to beat us? Because I don't really right now see a weakness. I think we can play any style. We can play a kicking game. We can keep the ball. We can go through our phases. We can play without the ball. Mm. So what are New Zealand going to bring to us? Yeah, it's going to be without kind of... I'd be more wary of kind of sounding overly confident than I would have been in Scotland. Like, But yeah, like, where do they go after them? 
again, like they they had good moments against France as well. Like, but um, it'll be lots of like, yeah, lots of kicking again, lots of kind of um, almost what what um, Ireland would do as well. If if they don't feel it's going their way, they'll get rid. They'll re they'll refocus as well, and they'll kind of get their shape back again. But like, it's often like you could see against France, they're they're looking to these players that used to do it nearly every second game mm-hmm, for them, yeah. but now they're looking to like Will Jordan to get you something out of nowhere. Like in the past, like I remember, like in twenty nineteen, Aaron Smith killed us, like because he kept. He had a great know, game now yeah, against City. Yeah. Not he, great opposition, but he was electric. Yeah. I thought that night. Yeah. So it's like, will will he have plays in the game? I think like, you'd think Ireland are surely dialed in to kind of keep an eye about about this guy, like sniping away and. Um, like I could see Ireland not making any changes, maybe from that starting fifteen again. Like so, they'll know who they're coming up against. Like, mm. but yeah, they'll probably try and go after them at least, try and disrupt the set piece as much as they can there, and and give them a, give them a good rattle. And maybe I, they could shade the scrum, maybe like you know, like whereas Ireland kind of um, they were given a couple of tough times against South Africa, so they might try and go after them there, but. Um, yeah, it's almost useless putting it up in the air. Like um, it'll just be trying to keep structured, trying to keep it tight, and then waiting for your likes of like your Barrett, um, you know, Jordy Barrett or Smith, or, or Will Jordan, just to kind of break it out something yeah. out of nowhere as well. And then they might try a couple of crossfield kicks as well, like Richie like, Mungo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's interesting to kind of see like there is no real Irish weakness that I can see at the moment, unless Schmidt has something that I would like, ke- kept up the sleeve. The, ir- the ironic thing with New Zealand, and which this has been a fact for a long, long time, and it, you know it was only found out recently enough, is that you know we all take the Mickey over the South Africans a bit that their plan A is the same as the plan B. They just do it harder. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but New Zealand don't normally have a plan B because yeah. plan A always worked. Always worked. Yeah. That they put pressure on you and then the half break happens and then the whole team pours through that half break. Mm. And then they just go after it and you're in so much trouble that you can't rearrange your your defence quick enough because yeah. they're just brutally mm. efficient. But if they're not getting those half breaks if they're not getting through and like from what we've seen it, it didn't happen against France you know the exact same thing is that it, they just couldn't create these breaks these go forwards that normally happens for them and they didn't they did, like that was it like yeah. there was nothing more that they could do now they're they're obviously they're fantastic players they still are yeah. they don't have the superstars that they used to have they, mm. well look they maybe have one or two but it's if you just stop them being able to play their game plan, you know, it, they really do struggle. Like, it's going to be an absolute cracking game, but Ireland could get this game very right. You know, they really could. Yeah. You know, they could strangle them, them off because we're so comfortable not having the ball. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I... Um, I can't remember who the analysis was by, but after the French game, so the opening uh, World mm. Cup game, New Zealand won the the championship prior going into the World Cup yeah. basically on blitzing teams on the first 20 minutes and then they were able to just relax and off mm. and do all the rest and play their game. They tried to do that against France. They started off very well, tried to blitz them and I was wondering why Ramos was kicking. He was kicking to territory. There was a chance just for a half time he could have went to the corner they could have mauled them over. And it was really interesting to see the angle that basically France weathered the New Zealand storm for the first half and then when it come, came to the 60th minute New Zealand were so out of ideas and probably out of energy at this stage then we started to see the joué uh, joué from the French and they started offloading mm. and then they could play and they finished them off. So I think probably my thoughts on the game is New Zealand will try to come out and blitz us, be really physical, try to wear us down, maybe try to have a little 
few goals and play that kind of mind game with us. But I think the same thing. I don't see it being an issue for us. I think we're very, very happy without the ball. I think we'll go through our phases. And I think eventually then come same thing as the French in the 60 minute when we have a very much stronger bench, in my opinion, once we have all players available. And we'll move on to that now in a few minutes. But... Yeah, I just don't. I'm I'm confident, but I'm still wary of them. I know kind of we're slightly shading the stats as we're going mm. as if you're a betting person, <laughs> but yeah, I just don't see us not being able to withstand anything that they yeah, throw. I, us, th- I think like obviously the Joe Schmidt factor is there, but the, but the game has moved on. Our game has moved yeah. on quite a bit from from Joe's. What he was amazing, what he did with the team. But like to be honest with you, I don't think Joe's familiarity with so many of our players is going to assist him mm. because what Joe knows of those guys is that they're really good players. Yeah, and yeah. they don't really have. Yeah, it's not yeah. really a chink in their armor. Nope. Do you know what I mean that's Joe knows that, and like he knows that those guys we've talked about already that you could list them off. That he knows that look, if if you make an error against these guys, they're really going to punish you. Yeah. So, like, I think they're going to try to come up with specific things that are going to attack set pieces or or, or set plays or things like that. I don't think the, his his knowledge of the team is going to help him in that. It's just going to be in general trying to find a weakness somewhere. No, big time. And I noticed Ireland kept giving the inside ball in the last couple of games, mm-hmm. even against the Springboks. So they were kind of attacking that pillar option. And I was thinking to myself, right, well, if anyone's looking at analysis of this now, they're going to say, oh, Ireland are going to go for that inside ball. But all that's going to do now is cover that and they're going to open the tip or a soft mm-hmm. shoulder for whoever's direct carrying the ball. So I think their adaptability in, in how they're actually playing the game and thinking about what's in front of them, they just seem very confident as what Mike Cat and... Um, Andy Farrell have instilled in them attack-wise anyway to just be comfortable in making those decisions. Yeah. But do you think the bench are going to play a big part in this? We seem yeah. stronger. I mean, they've been... There was no drop in performance at the weekend. Not so, yeah. Superb. Yeah. Yeah, like the... Like, again, like, yeah, like Keller, like, Bealham was great again when he, he came on. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, he's he's actually playing really well. Yeah, isn't he great? Really like he's, well. Like, I'd say in a lot of other sides, he kind of... It's funny, I was actually, I was trying to, you're almost doing your opposition research. I was listening to some <laughs> Kiwi podcasts yeah. this morning and uh, yeah. they were talking about Furlong <laughs> and they were saying that he's dropped off a little bit. They could still consider him really good, but maybe he's not world's best anymore. Like, but like Bealham could probably get into most other sides in the world. That's the way the All Blacks used to be. It almost, you could mm. pick any of their players yeah. in a team, but yeah, a lot of them, even some of their starting players, you know, like Papalihi and stuff like mm-hmm. that and, and Lalala, like. They might not. Yeah, like they're Ireland would be stronger there as well. Like yeah. so, then you go on to the bench and you're kind of you're you're dipping in a little bit more. And they they looked okay against some of the the lesser lights in the in the World Cup. Like, but um, it's not like in the past where somebody somebody would come on who's like a Crusaders hard nut and you'd be like, oh, here we go. Like yeah. you know, it's uh, you know, it, it's kind of they're they're lads that you'd have to be a big Super Rugby fan or Championship fan to kind of know who some of them are. And yeah. um, they still like they're this innate talent that they all have. Where like. I'm still fearful that, like, you know, you, one of them could just rip us up and you'll be like, oh, here we go. But, um, but yeah, not that big fear that you would have had back in the day where, like, they've ready-made starters. And there's, like, you could probably pick their team now today, like, you know, and, well, you could probably pick Ireland's side as well. But, like, yeah. you can, like, you just know, but, like, you know on their bench that there's no one pushing to come on. Like, you know, like, there's no kind of live threats that, like, this guy has to start instead of this guy. There's going to be no big debates back in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, as well, like so, Ireland definitely ha- seemed to have the edge there, like and and Conor Murray, like someone who's like re- he's really seems to like grow into this role of like just come on and, and finish mm-hmm. games off and play that twenty twenty five minutes, and 
uh, yeah, very smart around kind of yeah. even winning yeah. his side penalties it, a couple of times yeah, in a couple of games. I think that very much so. And he, mm. he's you can see him influencing the ref as well. Yeah, like, yeah. Look, 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 yeah. But the I think that's superb. You know, as well, he's slipped into that role because Gibson Park is the number one. Yeah. There's no doubt. Mm. And he slipped very well into that role. Like, the, look, the, the the bench, I suppose the, the, the issues, are, we, like, we'd love Henshaw to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's because when he comes off the bench, he's he's dynamite, mm. you know. And, uh, you know, no, there's no debate at the moment. Bundyaki is yeah. the man. This World Cup, he's just hitting unbelievable. Yeah, form. yeah. You know, we, we would love there have to have been Keen Healy there, you know, and if something happens to Ryan, maybe he will come out. Kilcoin is superb yeah. around the park. Yeah. But the scrum, he, he's... He's more dynamic, isn't when, he? Yeah, when you're up against, like, he's technically a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant scrummager. But when you're up against just pure bulk... Sometimes yeah. you're just getting a bit of trouble, so you 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 would be more comfortable if there was a, a Healy there, but it it's not. And yeah, it it hasn't upset us massively to this point. Yeah. So, you know, I think the bench every time they've come on, they've done really well. Like it was good to see Conan back. You know, there's a guy who I believe his his best rugby has happened because now he's not the number one. Yeah, number yeah. Eight, you know what I mean. Yeah, I think because he knows every time he gets in the park, he has to be superb. He has to be. Doris is no one's debating that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Doris is absolutely world class. Mm. And like any time you see Conan in jersey now, he's playing absolutely out of his skin. He was. He had a huge impact. I thought like Massive. his yeah when he came on, and I think it's nice that like players don't they're the thought process or what motivates you whether you're international or you're just playing AIL or you're just playing mini leagues it doesn't change you know mm. if if you have that intrinsic motivation you want to be the best and I think you're right mm. I think it's nice to see that there's so much competition and listen Doris is one of a kind he's been in the 6th jersey the 7th jersey the 8th jersey and you're like yeah. right where are you going to next we heard you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. he's just absolutely fantastic but um, injury wise it was always going to be the case for Ireland, wasn't it? That we yeah. needed to come through unscathed and we're starting to see a little bit. James Ryan, what do you think? He looked in bother now at the end of that game with yeah. that list. And he was like, I don't think he trained that much at all the week before the mm. game as well. Like, so, and that's why he That's why he was on the bench. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so, and they're talking about him going to see a specialist and them being more hopeful. Like maybe his World Cup's not over, but I don't know. I think, like, I don't think he'll start anyway. I think Henderson will keep his spot. He did well. Uh, he did, he did yeah. well when he came oh, on. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, yeah. And um, it's going to be interesting because it's a wrist again. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. And does he That's have the other wrist? <laughs> it's the other wrist. Yeah. Does he have like? Is there a flaw there? I don't know. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean that it can just be a weakness. Huh? I kind of like when I saw him initially down at the weekend. I was like hoping to God it wasn't concussion because he's had a fair share of them in, yes, in yeah. the past as well. Like, but took a bit of treatment and. Um, yeah, like it, it, it kind of changes things up a little bit. And then the w- other thing is like they have boat wingers, mm. like a calf for Hansen. I yeah. apparently like he got a, a, an accidental finger to so the eye. Ty Burner was. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Like yeah. He was trying to poke. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a real kick yeah, in the chops, yeah. isn't Friendly it? Fire. <laughs> Friendly fire. Friendly fire. Ty Burner, of all the people to poach as well. <laughs> like, know, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you have like Henshaw and Earls who both kind of, apparently like yeah. they did some running yesterday. Easterby was kind of saying that if they have to play, we'll play him. But then, can you play like three or four lads in the back line that all a had little, a push a have to play? Like, yeah. yeah. So but do you, I was just starting to think in my own head, like do you then put like a, a Jimmy O'Brien on the bench who can cover 
all the back line rather than the McCloskey who did at the weekend like so well I was thinking the same because obviously we mm. spoke highly of Jimmy when he came on unexpectedly in the South African game mm. last year he, did uh, he didn't play centre then he can play full back he's a left boot on him if, mm. if James Lowe got for me but he looks to be out of all them probably the one who will be back um, so if you start Henderson and Ryan's ruled out then who are you putting on the bench because you've Joe McCarthy who's an absolute yes, man mountain yeah. and then you've uh, Ryan Bard who's extremely dynamic and I think if we're going to probably move the All Blacks and get space we want probably a really quick ball a dynamic yeah. runner so I'm probably going for him mm. you know yeah. on the bench definitely. Baird I think I'd go Baird definitely. as well yeah. You? yeah yeah, definitely definitely Yeah, Joe's great there's nothing this isn't about him no. I just think I just think Ryan Brig- he's an absolute athlete yeah and um, you know he can when you want the game raised up which Ireland at no point will want to be just closing the game down that's just not what we do mm. and uh, I think he is he's superb off the bench and uh, yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens you know like one thing if you notice that Farrell likes picking a replacement centre yes he does you know it, it's all around his defence mm. mindset as well is that mm. he doesn't want someone who can play centre he wants a centre on the bench normally. Yeah. So he normally picks the centre and then whatever else he can do around that. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see what he does. If, let's just say, the worst happened yeah. and we do have wingers' issues and the guys who are meant to be assisted are also injured, it'll be really in- interesting to see. Because potentially there's four guys. You know, you know a 4-4 four, four bench split. Oh, Jesus oh. Christ. We haven't heard much about it. Yeah. face. We're like, what are they doing here? What are they playing? What games are they? Right, so you're saying McCluskey has to start on the bench then? Well, no, but that's... With, well, then with previous, that's yeah. what it is. But the problem is, it could force his hand that if he has, you know, if the the, the potential weakness in the back line is mm. wingers, you know, he might then change it just a little bit. Or he might put whoever the net, the the utility like it's 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 a hard one to pick because he just it's always been something that he obviously from a defensive mm. point of view he likes picking a centre yeah yeah because that's if they get up that's the rock solid area and then everything else hopefully would be able to take care of itself well obviously they're pivotal positions and obviously Mac would be a huge loss but then you're kind of looking at Keith there who's a bit like Pia Manny whatever they're feeding them down a monster you know they're getting this rejuvenation liquid into (laughs) them and you're kind of like right but he's an issue then as well so you're kind of looking at now could the wheels come off in certain positions but then as I said we'd like the (laughs) centre and the nine (laughs) playing in the wingers so this team seem adaptable even more I saw Earls is up now for press today so sometimes mm. that's a good sign that maybe yeah, he's a bit confident like, yeah. Not, yeah yeah, so that could be a little glimmer of hope that like he could be the bench cover then or something like that so um, well, that's the other side of depth isn't it that you can actually manage yeah. injuries a little bit more yeah. in years gone by we would have been like shoving you know putting cotton wool around Robbie Henshaw now to go you got to like, look, I don't like I don't think the wheels come off I think no matter what happens like even if you had to put like injuries properly happened and you had to put Jimmy in he's not going to let you no, down no he's not going to be a drop he's not going to let you down like yes, it's not. It's not. Look, you would. You have your starters. You have the guys mm. who, who would be backing them up. But if it doesn't happen, Jimmy is as good as a lot of people around there, and he just won't let you down. It, it would still take New Zealand to do something fantastic to mm-hmm. break him down. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because he, he'll follow. He'll have all the energy that's needed, and he will follow the defensive structure. That's what you want. 
Yeah. Big time. Uh, like Stuart McCluskey only had a new baby as well. Yeah. He's kind of like, what is wrong with it? Like the, the culture in this. He's like, yeah, listen, I was biding me time. Just had the new baby. He's about six <laughs> days old. And I'm like, you've a lot on your plate there and yeah. you still managed to come on and just perform. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was not, there was great pictures, wasn't it? Yeah, just little Casper, I think, is the, the, the boy's name. And like, so. Casper is a yeah. I thought he was yeah. holding a towel. I won't <laughs> lie. I was like, is that a towel in his hand? I was like, oh my God, it's a baby. Carrying it one-handed. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Getting ready for the offload. Like, but yeah, like, um, yeah, to fly back home and and that's because I think, again, yeah, Mick Hardy, the team manager, was up today and he was talking about that, how, like, you know, it's often said and stuff, but, like, families really do seem to be a big part of this. And, and like, yeah, McCloskey, mm-hmm. was no bother that he was able to fly home and fly back and, you know, and, and be there for it. And so they are kind of, like, easing that pressure valve every now and then as well. And they're they're getting families in. Like, O'Mahony had, like, the parents and, and his yeah. wife and, and stuff like that in for, and his kids for his, his presentation. His mum presented the jersey. Yeah. Believe, yeah, yeah. Which and she had a great sign up. And did you see that at the she weekend? the lawn. Everyone's <laughs> calm now. Yeah, okay, his brilliant. garden is fine. Yeah. But, like, but, but that's part of, you know, I, I think the, the pattern, okay, we were in the group of death. World rugby messed up with the seeding. Mm. It's absolutely ridiculous. Probably worse for the Scots. They should never have been in that yeah. scenario. But I think the fixtures have suited us down to the ground. The build-up of intensity, hitting that physical max against South Africa. Mm. Then the week off, and Farley said, "Look, I'll go off. I'll see you. Bar rehab. I'll see you Thursday." Yeah, yeah. Which is essentially what he did. And they all just had family time and everything. You saw the lads going around the bicycle around <laughs> the place. <laughs> yeah. You know, but that's a team that's calm. Do you know what I mean? There's no stress. The two boys on the bike. That's a sign, lads. Just around the streets nice of Limerick, chilling yeah. out. <laughs> You know, Earl's on the phone on the back. I know the story, the backstory behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to mention this little elephant in the corner of the room, right? And <laughs> Ireland have never, right? And it's a nice. You've brought yeah. us on to a nice point, and we'll end this part of the conversation on it. Because as I said, it, I've been there as a player. You've been there, Pat. I've no doubt you've been there on some part of your life. So we haven't got past this stage. Mm. You know, we've come four from four. We're looking good, but how much of the hoodoo and the heebie-jeebies will be there, Shane? Because like people won't even mention win. Like the ads are, you know, this pathetic fallacy to the ads that are going mm. around. Don't mention it. Yeah. Is it a factor? You've been there. You're on the yeah. wrong end of the 43 21 uh, back to 2003 with France. Yeah. They're a big pair and this is a big match. But mm-hmm. how much is it going to play to us? Is that in the back of our minds or is it gone? It's in our minds. It's not in theirs. Okay. I genuinely don't think it's in theirs. Yeah. That's, I think, just think that that's the thing that Farrell has addressed with them. And I think he has addressed it. Mm. And the mindset to see you through something like a quarterfinal is already there. I genuinely think, going back to what I said about Tyke Byrne, each, it's knockout rugby from now on. So they're just looking at that game in, its, in just those 80 minutes. It's not mm-hmm. the whole what it means, what, what it represents. It's that game. And I just think that's we have to do this to win this game. What happens next? Meh, we'll deal with that next week. Yeah, we're not looking beyond it. We're not looking beyond it. And I genuinely think they're going to address this quarterfinal the exact same way that they we're playing New Zealand. Okay, so how do we beat New Zealand? Right, we well, beat them from doing this, this, and this, and this. All right, it's a quarterfinal World Cup. Yeah. Same thing, it's just a game. Just a game. Do you agree? Yeah. Process doesn't change. I think as players, yeah. I would have been guilty of that. Do you I, know? You could kind of even, maybe the success that they've had in the last year leading into the World Cup has kind of eased that pressure on them a little bit. Because I remember 2019 and it was a cloud that kind of hung over them. And sometimes you feel bad saying it to the players. Like you mentioned the quarterfinals and they'd be like, oh, don't worry, it'll be grand. And like, why are you guys getting so worried? And then we get knocked out in the quarters and you're like, this is why we were worried. Yeah. Like, and, but they, do, they don't seem to have that this time around. Nope. Like, 
and it was the, that documentary uh, that they had when they played the All Blacks yes. mm. when they spoke about that it was all of the kind of mountain climbing analogies and climbing Everest yeah. and we're going to be the first guys to do it and what they've done is they've flipped that pressure into this is your chance to create history now mm-hmm. like you yeah. guys are going to be the first guys to get into a semi or yeah. a final or even even more like and and this is your opportunity and isn't that exciting and and they've got the, they've got them to buy into it like you know if I was in that room, I'd probably be like, well, like, you know, like, and maybe that's why I never made it at elite level. Like, I'd be the one, the negative voice in the room. They just asked me to leave. Like, yeah. do you ever but, see those kind of movies or someone goes, if anyone doesn't want to do this, you can leave now. Yeah, like, I'd yeah. just be like, all right, I'll that's see you later. Like, that's <laughs> army crawling out of the room. Well, but, that's, gathering but, like, but you know something, it, it's, it is, it, it was, it's a, it was a real thing. Yeah. It genuinely was. Like, you know, the, the, the aura around, like I, I was on the bench in 95 as well. In South Africa, you you played the All Blacks in that as well, did you? Or no, it was Wales. Oh, in '95. Yeah, yeah. Wales, God, in memory, it's that long ago. Oh, you played the All Blacks in the group stage. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, it's it's a real thing. Yeah, the the quarterfinal hoodoo is Mm. a real thing. You know, in in 2003, you're like we had that amazing uh, Melbourne experience playing Australia when the the Aussie rules was on the combined rules and the Melbourne Cup at the same oh time sure, it was like you're walking down the street and you're Whole meeting morning. people from home <laughs> like hey what are you doing here <laughs> and uh, so anyway but like and then then it was quarter final time mm-hmm. we were still in Melbourne and it just it it, 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 it it was genuinely a thing and since then it has been a thing yeah yeah and I really don't I think we all will suffer terribly before this game, you know, everyone have nervy oh, belly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but I just, I genuinely do. Do you think, do you think Kelly Doris is even thinking about that? Yeah. Do you think Keenan's thinking about that? No, I no, don't think so. I don't think so. I liked even Doris. You see him smiling and laughing in the the ant. I don't know whether it's a, like that was a nervous thing, but he looked so chilled in the, yeah. when they're doing Ireland's call. Yeah. And well, thank you because yeah. this was the one thing I was like, oh my god, they're nearly like they're fans of their own journey. Does that make sense? Like mm. they're actually in awe of the crowd, they're watching out for their families, they're embracing it all, they're hanging around and they're just soaking it up and it's just, I I would just feel as a player myself, it's just a lovely place to be mm. and there's a calmness and they're just, imagine enjoying every second of it. Like, I don't mm. know, I've been there, we happened with basketball, the hoodoo, we couldn't mm. get over the semi-final of the cup but I knew as soon as we won one semi-final, we went on to win back-to-back cups. So to get over the hoodoo, I think if we can get by this weekend, if we can get by Saturday, wake up Sunday, <laughs> oh, now yeah. we're in a semi-final, I can see us going all the way because that's off our back. And I think, look, there's loads. The players aren't, they haven't lost the All Blacks. No one's up on a pedestal before them. And they have no fear. No more no. than James Ryan, who went how many matches without even losing a game. Like, yeah, it was yeah. ridiculous. Like, put, put it this way as well. It, it's already been the case previous to this. But now what we've done to South Africa... And as well to to Scotland, who were ranked fifth in the world. Mm. Nobody wants to play Ireland. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to play Ireland, including New Zealand. They'll talk a lot of twaddle, but they about revenge and we're going to correct things and stuff. They do not want to be playing Ireland. Yeah, absolutely don't. Want no, to Gregor Town- Townsend alluded to that. Like he was happy enough that Scotland are so highly ranked, but he said he can see Ireland dominating for ten years, and I can see that as well. But we will move on. Because we've really floated our own boat for long enough. Getting Paul now, excited here in the sound booth. Here yeah, I can see him. <laughs> He's losing <laughs> the room himself there. But uh, let's talk about France. We'll start mm. off then. They absolutely battered Italy. Yeah, yeah. Did you watch it? Uh, yeah, caught some of it. Yeah, yeah. And um, again, just yeah, you'd knock it on and just kind of 
it's almost like you enjoy it for 20 minutes and kind of like um yeah they're they're looking good aren't they like and um they'll they'll have kind of walked off kind of feeling happy enough after that performance and then the news even today that DuPont is cleared to play as well like so they'll be starting to get excited again now and I'm sure I don't know it's interesting like for them it's tough as well like to to play South Africa in a quarter final they'll be like cursing that as well like yeah, but, it's ridiculous um, it is it is ridiculous yeah like, like, I can see them coming through though because actually yeah I was thinking of the weekend because Gregory Aldrich had a great game oh, and he yes, kind of had man. a Peter O'Mahony moment where he was yeah, like, yeah he's incredible yeah he's he an absolutely incredible player yeah yeah he's one of the best in the world bar no one yeah I mean? bar our own guy really he just his engine is superb his reading of the game mm. is is just excellent and when he's paired up there with DuPont as well, yeah, you know, that access there to whoever's at ten, mm-hmm. you know, at the it's they're just absolutely superb. Shalabert did well. He did played and he had a nice cross field kick. Jesus, it was fantastic. And listen, we could name like Ramos <laughs> was on fire. Like I think they're a, a, definitely a team that are oozing confidence. And I think Sean Edwards as well. You could see him with his defensive set. You could see him at halftime, kind of like get off the line and smash people. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. We'll give Italy a, a brief word. Where did they go here, Pat? Because they're absolutely probably the worst team in the competition. Yeah, and it's such a shame because like they, they, you know, the, the underage sides now certainly seem to click as well. They they seem to have good moments. Even like shouldn't they beat Wales? Like you know, not so long ago in the mm-hmm. Six Nations and their first win of that championship, which was huge. Yeah, like Caputo and stuff like that. Like you know, when you things like and there's other lads coming through, and it looks like finally they're happening. And now all of a sudden, Portugal. Out of sight, they could like you know like replace them in the Six Nations as well. Like so, uh, it's just been a complete disaster from. And like yeah, there seems to be, I don't know something like it. They were always on a hiding to nothing, being mm. in a pool with France and New Zealand. Like so, do you go in with even high hopes at all, or do you go in just kind of like let's hang on and see what we can do here? But yeah, there seems to be something going on in the camp. Yeah, where, like, an and they didn't even camp, play, did they? And the mm. coach going out, and you know what I mean. Like it's. It's not good. It really wasn't good. Like they were the biggest disappointment. Like you can speak about all the minnows. Mm. But Italy are meant to be a tier one side. Yeah, yeah. And to lose to to New Zealand by ninety seven points, like, yeah, sake, that was terrible. Mm. And you know what needs to be done? World rugby is they need to stop faffing about, bring South Africa into the Six Nations, create a proper tier two Six Nations, tell the English to stop messing with the fixtures calendar and let us change it a bit, and just have the six the Seven Nations, and whoever's bottom plays the top in a one-off game and whoever wins or loses is in the Six Nations. So yeah, yeah almost promotion relegation yeah. to the playoff. Like, yeah. and, and, just, and that's it, and move on. Yeah. And, and that's, in, that's the structure in place from now on. And then uh, New Zealand and Australia and Argentina need to embrace the islands and Japan and create another league down there and just, that's it. You know, and just let's move on. Yeah. So that everybody's getting an equal opportunity playing high class games all the time and uh, you know that rugby can grow yeah because Japan probably are the one team that really have been a disappointment considering their endeavour at their own previous yeah. home world cup yeah. um, they were beaten by Argentina mm. Argentina no, started off slow I was raging with them <laughs> losing that to game England but was yeah oh god yeah yeah but now Japan played that, that game yesterday was was reasonably good they played well they scored some superb tries but I think it might have just woken up Argentina a bit but yeah Japan like they're just one of these teams like the Islanders well they just need more they just need more yeah. high quality games and and you know there's no reason that they can't get them 
with slight little changes and adjustments to what the world leagues are made up of at the moment. Did you like remember like even with Argentina they had the, the Jaguares in, in the Super Rugby and they got to a final, played the Crusaders. Yep. And then all of a sudden COVID happened and they got booted out and it's just the Aussies and the Kiwis yeah. again and, and it's like yeah, it's like you kind of you can just goes to show you it doesn't take and you can see how well like even like Fiji have looked because they've had that time together as well. Like it doesn't take that much to get these guys. I looked at like I know they lost that game to Wales, but I looked at that Fiji game against Wales. I was like, oh my, if they, like it's that same thing. If these guys ever get their act together or allowed get their act together, they'd well, be you know top five in the world. Like they didn't have their act together now against Portugal, and yes, I will hold up my note. hand. I did <laughs> yeah. shed a tear. Like I was absolutely well enough. It was the romance of sport and I was just yeah. all caught up in it last night. I was roaring at the telly and I yeah. thought they were well worth their win. It was magnificent. It was fabulous, wasn't it? Absolutely brilliant. And you couldn't fault it. Yeah, I don't know Fiji just weren't at the right place. I mm. like Their form, unfortunately, seems to be dipping down a little bit, which is a pity yeah, yeah. considering who they're playing in the quarterfinals because we know who will be cheering for, for that one. <laughs> but, but the um, it just... Yeah, like Portugal just took it to them and they're just like, uh, you know, sniping away and they just wouldn't stop. Yeah. You know, and they just kept that. It was absolutely brilliant to see. They were so brave. See the snipe oh, at the, for their last right try? Right at the end. I yeah. swear mm. to God, I was like, yes, keep going. The Grover <laughs> kick at, the, a kick, uh, at yeah. the back. They were just fantastic. But right, we're going to go quick for, we won't talk about England tomorrow. I thought Samoa were unlucky and I think it just for me highlighted that the tier two, tier three really weren't getting, they haven't been getting the rub of the no. green from the referees. We love the refs, but. No, it's, it's. Uh, we were talking before we started recording here and the the refs use every single page in the rule book when they're playing a tier two, tier three mm-hmm. side. And they don't against the tier one, which, yeah. is, which I think is terrible. Mm. And you just see them blowing the whistle. And yeah, they're right. Yeah, look, according to the rule book, that is a penalty. It's like, ah, oh, for flip's sake. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, the, the let it play. Fiji Wales was probably the biggest example of that. Yeah, like Absolutely. four four they last warnings, kind of stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, we'll end on. We're just going to give me the answer to the team you think you're going to win the quarterfinal. Uh, Argentina Wales. Here's Come your money on, on. Argentina. <laughs> Argentina. England I Fiji. Think, I think they've woke up a little bit. Hopefully. England, Fiji. Oh, come on, Fiji. Ireland, <laughs> <laughs> New Zealand. Based on absolutely no logic whatsoever. <laughs> Just pure passion. They won before the World Cup, so hopefully <laughs> yeah, that yeah. continues. Yeah. Say again. Sorry. Ireland, New Zealand. Oh, no, look, I, I, I genuinely think Ireland are going to get through. Excellent. Yeah. And finally, South Africa, France. Now that's a game. That is a game. That'll <laughs> that's, be Sunday. That's, I, that's a hard one. South Africa, South Africa have enough to beat France. But the momentum and the, the 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 aura that's around France and the crowded moment, I, you would just, you'd have to pip them. And with Dupont coming back, mm-hmm. you'd just have to say France, wouldn't you? Yeah. Like I, but wow, that is such a hard game to call. I know that's Sunday. We're going to be exhausted by next Monday. <laughs> Patrick, who's your money on Wales? Oh, Wales and Argentina. Wales for that one. Fiji, uh, England. England. South Africa, France. France. And Ireland, New Zealand. Ireland. Well, I was the same answers because obviously history-wise we're going with Fiji, Wales. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with France uh, because I think home nation, there's something different about them. Sean Edwards has given a bit of edge and they just a variety in their coaching staff. And obviously, I'm wearing my green shirt. I'm going for Ireland. So I think we'll end on that, lads. I kind of just keep thinking, yeah, as the week goes on, like, I'm so confident now. I can now, see you having an airy belly. Like, oh, you won't be yeah. able to eat. Yeah. Like, oh, please. yeah. There'll be knots in the stomach going into this <laughs> yeah. game. Like, I remember that, remember that how uncomfortable 
the South African game was to watch. Like that yeah, was like, oh yeah. my god. Oh my I was god. in South Africa. And I was getting thick with one of the New Zealand girls, Grace. Hi, Grace. She was like, <laughs> I'm up for South Africa. And I was like, what? And she was now she was having the crack. But yeah, I was yeah. like, Grace, wrong time. I'm so competitive. <laughs> I was like, you're dead. Yeah. So we recruited the Welchies. They were up for our, okay. uh, on, the pre- on the premise that we would be up for them against yeah, Australia yeah. the next day. Yeah. So we'd good crack with them. But but that, um, but remember how that, that, that was just edge of seat the whole way. And I think this game is going to be the same, particularly for us leading into it. Yeah, yeah. I think all the hoodoos, the press is going to be gassed during the week. <laughs> oh, yeah, listen. But the players won't be listening up. to any of that. Yeah. They will go out and do the job. Except for Pete. He might be there with a magnifying glass. <laughs> <and> a <near laughs> Trying to find a negative word or two. Yeah. 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 I'm ready to fight with whoever's <laughs> pillowcase I can. <laughs> yeah. Listen, the very best luck to the lads, to Andy Farrell and his team. That is the end of this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. A huge thanks to Mr. Shane Byrne and to Pat McCarry. Um, a huge thank you to Heineken for uh, our sponsors of the show. I'm Lindsay Pete, and enjoy your week. Thanks very much. Sports Joe presents House of Rugby, together with Heineken. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie.